G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Any real estate agent will tell you that no matter what you think, your house is only worth what someone else is prepared to pay for it. That's not a bad maxim. The market sets the price. So when it comes to you, what are you worth? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as today we take a look at your worth, your value in the scheme of things, from a different perspective. Over the years, I've bought and sold a few different houses. As a buyer, inevitably what you want to do is pay as little as possible for the house of your dreams. I mean, why would you possibly want to part with a single penny more than you have to to get that house? And so, depending on the market, you negotiate. If the market's a little bit flat, if the house has been up for sale for a few months, you put in a low offer and hope the vendors will accept. And if they don't, hopefully they'll meet you somewhere between their asking price and what you offered. On the vendor side, well, when you're selling, you always believe that your house is worth more than what the market does. It's your house, after all. You've put your blood and sweat and tears into decorating it and and making it all that it is today. It's personal. And so often vendors can be just a little bit unrealistic about the true market value of their property. But as every real estate agent will tell you, it's only worth what someone is actually prepared to pay on the day. That's how value is determined. The market value equals the price that someone else is prepared to pay for your house. So let me ask you this. What's your market value? What are you really worth? The world out there often wants to discount your worth. The world out there tells us what beautiful looks like, what talented looks like, what what successful looks like, what, what wealthy looks like, what popular looks like. And I, for one, have, have never been able to measure up to all those images of what I should look like. How about you? As a result... We end up with self-doubt, feeling inadequate, because we can never measure up. Self-doubt is an awful thing. I don't mean that we should all be proud and full of ourselves, not that, but delighted with who we are, realistic about our limitations, prepared to learn and to grow and develop for sure, but being comfortable in the skin you're in. Are you comfortable in the skin you're in? Do you like who you are? Or are you a walking bundle of insecurities? Chances are... If you're not comfortable with who you are, what you're capable of and what you're not capable of, you've been listening far more to what the world has to say about you than what God has to say about you. And the first thing I want to share with you is that you are worth what someone else is prepared to pay for you. And here is what God was prepared to pay for you through Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8 who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
The matchless death of Jesus on that cross. If Jesus were just a man, that would be stunning enough. But although Jesus was a man, he wasn't just a man. He was much, much more. One of my favourite songs of all time is the Michael W. Smith song, Above All. I can't sing it, but have a listen to the words of the first verse in the chorus. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all the wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. Crucified, laid behind a stone, you live to die rejected and alone. Like a rose trampled on the ground, you took the fall and thought of me above all. Do you get it? Do you see what you are worth in the eyes of God? He gave his son for you, not just a man, but the very son of the living God, who is above all things, above every power, above the whole creation, above all our wisdom and every kingdom and every wonder and all the wealth and the treasures the earth has. Put it all together. There is literally no way to measure what Jesus is worth. And it was this Jesus, this very one, who was crucified and laid behind a stone. It was precisely this Jesus who died rejected and alone for you. He took the fall for you. This Jesus, whose worth is immeasurable, placed you above all else, even above himself. Do you know what that makes you? Absolutely priceless. Do do you get it? What the world tells you you're worth, what other people tell you you're worth, doesn't hold a candle to what you're really worth. And Jesus didn't just use words to tell you what you're worth. He showed you what you're worth by allowing himself to be nailed to that cross to take the fall for you, to pay for your sins, so that you could spend eternity with him. That's how much he loves you. That's how much you're worth. For while you were still weak, just at the right time, Christ died for you. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for you in that while you were still a sinner, Jesus died for you. Much more surely then, now that you've been justified by his blood, will you be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while you were his enemy, you were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, then much more surely, having been reconciled, you'll be saved by his life. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 10. He thought of you, he thought of me, he placed us above all else, not because we loved him or honoured him, but because the exact opposite was true of us. And he saw us, he knew us before we were born, and he knew how desperately we needed to be forgiven and to be reconciled back to God. So whenever you feel inadequate, worthless, simply not able to measure up to the images of beauty and wealth and success that the world tells you you should measure up to, whenever you start to discount your worth, my prayer is that you'll believe what God says about you through the cross of Christ, above and beyond the lies of this world. It was a battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. One of my bidding good folks, he cried, he'll start the bidding for me. 
a dollar, a dollar, then two, only two, two dollars, and he'll make it three. Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three. But no, from the room far back, a grey-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening the loosened strings, he played a melody, pure and sweet, as caroling angels would sing. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with a bow. A thousand dollars. Who'll make it two? Two thousand. Who'll make it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice. And going and gone, said he. People cheered, but some of them cried, We don't quite understand what change is worth. Swift came the reply. The touch of the master's hand. And many a man with his life out of tune and, and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once and going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes, and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought by the touch of the master's hand. hard work some days and as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory that's why every now and then just as the spirit leads perhaps when you least expect it even I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone that's what victory sms is all about roughly every other week I ask the Lord what word of encouragement could I give today so if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.